what was called psychotronic research. That sounds cool as shit, but I'm sure it's really, really lame. Psychotronic, so, that was that band. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. Yeah. <laughs> why your feet are stomping? <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> what? Is that CNC Music Factory? I get them mixed up. I get them mixed up. Let's do a uh, little boogies. Either way, it's, we'll still, it's still some... Steve, it's important. Techno-tronic. can type right now. No, that was Pump Up the Jam, brother. Okay, I was wrong. Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve, along with the other Steve. Hello. And Ryan. I'll tell you what, boys. 9.6% alcohol does not fuck off. Is that an, is that an Imperial Russian? What is that? It is It is an Imperial. It's called Imperial Sunshine. Uh, Publix had Blue Point BOGO this week on six packs. Mm-hmm. I understand why they sell this in packs of six and not 12. I'm opting to not have beer today. I am having coffee instead because I've been drinking too much beer. So What? I've been drinking too much beer because of the holidays. This so is, I, what, I, normally only, I normally only drink on Saturdays and occasionally on Sunday if I have the right kind of food. So I don't drink during the week. I only drink on Saturdays. I tend to limit myself to like two or three beers because alcoholism runs in my family. So I have to keep it moderate. But Fuck, uh, it runs in my family too, and you're making me feel like, wow, I am a huge alcoholic right now. You're not. Like, no, oh, you're does not. And did why? Yeah, I'm drinking today. <laughs> no, nah, dude. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. You're an alcoholic if you have, uh, like in a pejorative sense, anyway. If you have uh, a beer every day. You know, I think there's a lot of countries where that's very common. Yeah, that's all I have is A. <clears throat> now, yeah, just <laughs> one. from a medical perspective. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have is just A, B, or D. Sure. Yes, uh-huh. you have an alcohol addiction at that point physiologically, <laughs> but you could probably stop whenever. You know. Sure, yeah, I could stop whenever I want. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I wouldn't worry about it unless it's like, if you're drinking at work, then, then right? That's, I think that's what Steve would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's where the line is. If, you if alcohol is getting away. involved in your regular <laughs> life... Like, if you're in the bathroom yeah. and you got bathroom beers or some shit like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're high. But, like, like Homer They're in the, the, in the tank. tank. They're in the yeah. tank, yeah. Uh, bathroom beers. <laughs> now you're an alcoholic. Now yeah, that's a problem. Oh, shit. I had a teacher in high school who said that if you drank O'Doul's every day, that you were an alcoholic. And I was just like, lady, you're taking this a little bit far. <laughs> Do you have you just, water? Do you have wine with your spaghetti? Like, is that, are you an alcoholic if you drink wine every day? No, wine's different. Well, it's got alcohol in it, you bitch. Well, if you like O'Doul's, that's not alcoholic. You just enjoy the taste of beer. It, yeah. it, has, it has slight, like a slight bit of alcohol. It's like uh, the Cool it Ranch Doritos. It is a cool, tenth of a It's the Cool Ranch Doritos sperm count effect of alcohol, basically. <laughs> if you drink like a, a case of it every single day for a week, you'll get drunk. It's like why not just drink Kavas at that point? Like. Exactly. <laughs> so listen, when I was when I was in middle school, uh, shout out to my boy Alex. Uh, we were hanging out <laughs> at his house, right? And uh, his mom had a bottle of cooking wine in the fridge, and mm. we drank an entire bottle of cooking wine, and mm. we acted like we were fucking sloshed. And I remember when his mom came in, and she goes, "Are you are you two like seriously?" And she dropped like the hard R. She was like, "Are you guys seriously retarded?" And I was like, "Why do you?" Mean? She goes, your your head is going to hurt so bad. This is not going to get you drunk, you absolute fucking idiots. This <laughs> <laughs> is like 4% alcohol, maybe, in this uh, that, I tell you what, that'll get you drunk. That'll probably get you drunk, but not like drunk, 
drunk. Like, it'll buzz you up a little bit, you know? It, okay, it's like champagne. That's why it's like Roxanne three beers. probably being generous, because it was not... It's like a champagne anything. buzz, you know? I'll give you a story about that. One time, my brother got into the, uh, uh, like, spice cabinet, <laughs> and he drank a whole bottle of uh, vanilla extract. He was like... Oh, my God. He was like five. He must have been shitting like vanilla. Like, yeah. his farts must have smelled amazing. Dude, you know what the alcohol content of a bottle of vanilla extract is? I don't. 35%. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, he was, strong. so my mom, like, freaks out, calls the doctor. She's like, holy, sh-, you know, and he just liked it because, it's, dude, it's delicious. It's vanilla extract. It tastes oh good. God. Right? So he just, she calls the doctor. She's like, oh, my God, what do I do? And my doctor, I, I, greatest doctor in the world, rest in peace, Dr. Salstein, he says, he says, uh, you know, my mom's name. I'm not saying that, but he says my mom's name. and says, you know, just uh, you might want to put on a pot of coffee. He's going to wake up probably four to six hours from now. He's going to have a little bit of a headache. <laughs> 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 Essentially telling her he's going to be hungover, but, you know, he's going to be fine. You know? But overall, he'll be fine. Oh, man. Speaking of hangovers, what are we talking about today? Well, today, gentlemen, we're going beyond the veil. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because we are going to be Virgin talking Mary. about Project Stargate. Oh, nice. Oh, like Stargate is one? I fucking love Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> uh, not as exciting as the, the the seminal movie and TV series, Stargate. What do you Stargate prefer? SG-1. Do you prefer the show or do you prefer the movie? I mean, the, the, the movie didn't have Teal'c, right? So then that, yeah, that automatically makes the movie worse. I actually, I actually was, and probably still am. I haven't watched it in a while because it does fall off after they beat Apophis. But I did. I, I used Huge to watch spoiler, Stargate SG One every every like week, and I also kind of watched Atlantis. I didn't like Atlantis as much, mm-hmm. um, but I, I was a big Stargate fan. I just want to point out I have no idea what anything you just said means. I understand all those words by themselves, but in that string of sentences you may as well have been speaking chinese i have you, no idea what you just said well he he was steve if you could repeat that in chinese <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen stargate i've never seen the movie i've never seen the tv show i could tell you little bits and pieces well, i know about the black it, guy with the gold thing on his forehead like that's teal'c okay yeah, that's pretty much teal'c. the extent he's, of he's my an alien stargate my grandfather loves it now my grandfather loves stargate but i never seen it because in, in Stargate, the show, it's essentially that they find this, like, hoop in, in this ring in, in Egypt. <laughs> in fact, um, in fact, the directors and the writers of the show originally were going to call it Star Hoop, but <laughs> they decided that that had too much of a basketball reference, and so, you know. Like, I knew, well, I, I know what the hoop thing is. Star like, I've Hoop. Seen the, hoop. the Star Hoop. I've seen the Star Hoop, so I know How what How do we is. activate the hoop? But I don't know but anything it, else. But it essentially the 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 premise is is that the ancient Egyptian gods were actually aliens and they came they came to Earth and they like enslaved humanity and like shipped them off to other planets and then made them make the pyramids and like the the pyramids are supposed to be like I, I guess they they never really go into it too much but based on like when they go to the other planet in the movie that they're supposed to be like landing stations essentially like Ben Carson's like hypothesis of what the pyramids are for. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 you cannot just like skip past that. What? A man well, cause Ben, cause is... Ben, what he, he says, cause Ben Carson's thing is he says the pyramids were, 
um, grain silos. So that was his thing that he said that they were actually like grain silos. Right. So the thing about thing about Ben Carson, president's cabinet of the United States of America. He's the secretary of housing and urban development. So he's in the president's cabinet. This kind of he's also a brain surgeon. He is one of these guys who is (laughs) no, it no, it does because it means he's he's incredibly intelligent about a specific thing, and he has high achievement there. Exactly, he's like Doctor Oz. He's like Doctor Oz, except they gave him a formal position in government. Like he's not. You know, he's he should not be there. He should oh not be there. He's God. he's otherwise he's kind of he's insane. He's insane. Yeah, clearly. Dude. clearly, he's fucking insane. He thinks pyramids were grain silos. It doesn't make any fucking sense unless you think pyramids are empty. They're not fucking grain silos. They're triangulation buildings so that the aliens can land again later on. They know that's exactly at. right. And you know, I don't understand. <laughs> it's fucking grain silos. All right, I'm just fucking with you. Go ahead. Because you know what, G. GM Popolis, whatever his name is, he knows what's up. That George guy that's always on H. No, the guy that's always on Ancient Aliens with Hip-hop, the crazy haircut. Hip Hop Dominus. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no. In fact, I'm going to cut out the fact that you even said the, that guy's the, name. The hands, the hands aliens guy. Like okay. The guy that's like, okay. I'm not saying it's aliens, but yeah. it's aliens. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, has, he has like a crazy name. Giorgio A. Sukalos. But the actual Project Stargate is not about a, a, a gate to the stars because most government project names, and this is sort of the final name for the project when it's a classified, um, does not actually relate to what the actual project is because no. it, it kind of makes it easy for, for foreign intelligence to guess what the project is if you just make it exactly what it is. And the code names are always way cooler than what the actual project is anyway. Like, they make it sound way cooler. Right. But Project Stargate was a series of government uh, programs within the Department of Defense um, and the CIA to use psychics in intelligence gathering. What? Right. N- and th- you just said right like you know about this? Oh uh, yeah, I know all about it. But I've been yeah, listening. He's- I've been listening to uh, Art Bell and like conspiracy theory stuff since I was probably like in eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. Because. Because some of the veterans from these like programs, like they wrote, they wrote books about it, and like one of them, uh, Major Ed Dames, I love him, um, who who wasn't really like a big like player in it. He was just involved in it. Um, he would go on Art Bell all the time so and talk about um, which we'll get into remote viewing, um, which is sort of this ability to to cause your consciousness to leave your body and go elsewhere. So just so you, yeah, so you know this, about Ryan, remote viewing. I know what that is. I don't want you to think I'm crazy. I like this stuff because I think it's hilarious. Yeah. And like again, I've said I've said other times on the show, uh, on the podcast, where you know I remember when Alex Jones was just some schmuck who called into Art Bell and like mm-hmm. would go on rants and stuff, and then he was on George Norrie. I, I remember all the early shit with that. I remember when it was just happening because I listen to it every night, and I still do. Um, because it's fucking so entertaining, you know. These guys are just—they're loony bins. They have no evidence oh, yeah, no, on no. anything. They're, they're yeah, because 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 Alex Jones was just like a local Austin guy, and then he took it national. Yeah, he started like, with like the he, Bohemian Grove with the fucking uh, bullhorn and all that other shit. But he's he's essentially like a like a shock jock. Yeah, like where he started out locally, and then they put him on the national level. Ugh. Um, gotta sell those supplements. A lot of what we call Project Stargate would start in the 1970s, um, because around 1970, um, 
the United States, like the intelligence apparatus, started like getting reports that the Soviet Union was investing in what was called psychotronic research. That sounds cool as shit, but I'm sure it's really, really lame. Psychotronic. So, that was that band. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. Yeah. <laughs> why your feet are stomping? <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> what? Is that CNC Music Factory? I get them mixed up. I get them mixed up. Let's do a um, little googies. Either way, it's, still, it's still some... Steve, it's important. Technotronic. Can't type right now. No, that was Pump Up the Jam, brother. Pump okay, I was wrong. Oh, they did Move This, too. That was a great, great <laughs> album. There's right. some, some seminal some seminal dance hits. Came you play that shit Soviet, right now uh, for, like, kids born after 2000, and they're still like, mm. Mm. Welcome to the Trilateral <laughs> Troika, where we're, today we're discussing 90s jock jams. These were more club songs. Wait, I got that. I got. I have this. <laughs> the I Jamaican that. air horn. I got that from my wife. God, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> but they, they give reports that the Soviet Union is spending around 60 million rubles annually on this research, um, and that they're getting results. And 60 million uh, rubles, uh, Soviet rubles, in, in like a comparative analysis of money of that time. Right, in, real, mo- um, in real money. 1850. To, to, the, to, the, to the U.S. dollar, it was about $54 million in 1970. God damn, they were that close? That's a lot of money. Um, yeah, because the, the Soviet ruble is a lot like um, the Chinese yuan in that the value of it is essentially like pegged by the government. Mm-hmm. So they 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 control the exchange rate. <laughs> it's good exchange rate. It's very it's good. Fantastic. We give you best exchange it's rate good. in all of Azerbaijan. You can trade this like for, for a lot of francs. Because because for instance, like the Chinese yuan is worth a lot less than the dollar because the Chinese government wants to have um, an export based economy, mm-hmm. um, while the Soviet Union kept theirs closer to the dollar because they wanted to be competitive with the United States. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so the Soviet or the United States um, uh, get in on this. Um, so the CIA initiates funding for a program called um, Scanate, which meant um, which was sort of like a combination of scan by coordinate. Oh, Scanate. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and this would be that they would use like psychics to, to sort of like scan a region. There's a documentary um, about this called Scanners. So okay, yeah. okay. So <laughs> they would they would. Oh fuck! This God, this hurts my head to even say out loud. It's gonna hurt your head. Psychics. It's gonna keep hurting it too. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Oh. So they would use psychics to like remote view locations, like like a scout. Yeah, like they'd say like we need to find out where this like Soviet um, like missile base is, or where is this this guy. Um, we'll, we'll go into some of them too, like like capturing spies and stuff like that. Where they it, like think about whenever they have like those things where there's like a murder or someone disappears and they bring in a psychic and they're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I see, I see Timmy, I see where he's he's, he's here. In a, he's in like, a well. <laughs> Tim, yeah, Timmy's in a well. <laughs> it's it's like that, but with like I see the Akula class submarine. It is. In, I see, I see, all right, we need you to find a submarine. Uh, we're looking for this specific Russian submarine. Can you see anything? I see water. <laughs> uh, yes, what I else? mean, uh, essentially, Darkness. yeah. 
I mean, well, remote viewing is interesting because there's there's definitely stuff we don't understand, and every year's quantum physics gets a little bit more like ridiculous as far as like things that we don't understand, like quantum entanglement and all that other stuff. But it's all specious. Like it's it's not real. It just it seems like it could be correct, and these guys just run with it, you know. But when you, well, I guess, what you're saying, Steve, is you know the United States saw that. That the Russians were spending fifty-four million dollars on it, so they must have figured, "Is there anything to this? We can't well, get behind, we don't, right?" We don't know if they actually were too. Like, I don't, I don't think the the records have ever been found. Like, nobody, like during the brief period where you could go into the Kremlin in the early '90s and like look through the old Soviet reports, like Soviet psychotronic research was not in the top list of like subjects that experts wanted to, to rummage around through during that like brief several year period. They were open. Wait a minute. You could go to Moscow and go to the Kremlin and just look at old Soviet shit. Yeah. (laughs) After the, after the Soviet union collapsed, um, you could, you could very easily get into the archives through like bribery or, or just having like official, um, papers because nobody really cared what? like like people like people talk about that period and, and this was even when the soviet union was still like barely around that you could just like you could just trade off like a pair of blue jeans or something else to somebody and they would give you what? something yeah it was because, called like, it was called fuck your yankee blue jeans yeah because <laughs> there was there was a brief period where like they weren't even paying the military like they didn't have the money yeah they were to pay broke. the russian yeah. military and they were just like giving them like potatoes like not even joking like yeah. that was like they, they were paying them and like in kind essentially yeah uh. listen not for nothing but like i would give anything to be able to just like walk up into the kremlin and go into archives and like read about old soviet shit that they were doing <laughs> and scientific studies like not even joking like that would be Ooh, that is, well, let me that ask is you this awesome. though: Would you want to do it high, or would you want to do it Fuck. sober? No, 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 no. you got to be high. If you're okay. gonna read old Soviet shit, like, because yeah. remember the kind of stuff that they were actually doing too, like, you got to be a little bit not in your right state of mind. If they were doing it, and it wasn't just bullshit. No, there's video of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is it? They were trying to. Was it the transplanting the head on the dogs? Oh, isn't the that dog like died like minutes? It didn't even survive. But it's isn't like, that like the War Two shit? Like, didn't a lot of that stuff was, come from Unit? What is it? Unit seven thirty one. Well, that's that's a Japanese unit. Yeah. yeah, they they did they they did more like like sort of like what they Frostbite. did in the Holocaust, like yeah, like stuff like like essentially testing like pressure and cold on people to see like how much the body can withstand before it shuts down and stuff like that. Like, essentially using people as human crash test dummies. Ugh, Jesus Christ. Um, but, anyways, the formal, like, research into remote viewing begins in 1972 at what's called the Stanford Research Institute, um, which is in Menlo Park, California. Yeah. Why is Stanford um, always with that bullshit, like fucking, the prison study? Fucking Russell Targ. Yeah, and the, the first, like, big proponents of it are Russell Targ and Harold uh, Putoff. And they they claim like they they say that um that they had a minimum of 65 percent accuracy by the by the psychics they employed and they also claim that their that their psychics that they use often exceeded that in later experiments after they were able to like nail things down and, and one thing i want to say about these guys is that we know that like most of these guys are full of shit no. because like one of them like ingo swan oh um, here we go 
he, he claims he claims that he remote viewed Jupiter um, before the Voyager probe reached there, and he gave descriptions of um, Saturn or, or Jupiter that were not accurate at all. And then he claimed, um, and then he would like edit his own transcripts of what he saw in the future and and like future books and stuff that he did to sort of make it more accurate in with what we knew about the planet after the probe saw it. Right. Should we go back to where you said most of them are full of shit and well, edit that to all? He means. Well, I, would, I think you mean shit. provably full of shit. Like there's, yeah. there's there's ways we can we can put on paper that they were basically just swindlers, like um, uh, what the fuck, Madame Blavatsky level shit. Like yeah. it's just bo- it's horse shit. But like again, like some of the other guys, it's it's just they're so good at it that it's like a palm reader, you know? Okay. Yeah, like it, they, they're gonna make it, it sound like it applies to Ryan, even though it, it's just a very generalized like bullshit yeah. take, basically. And yeah. and a lot of what they're talking about, they do thousands of these, and we only know like a handful of them that were successful. So it's sort of like a shotgun, like it's a cast, it, it's, it's a cast it, net theory. You just throw it out, you yeah. get something. And and a lot of times too, that the judges that they're using to sort of like go over what the psychics are doing. Are, are partial to the psychics. They're not impartial judges. So so they just, like, buy into it. So why are they even a judge if they're not impartial? Never mind. I think people want to... There's no such thing as an impartial judge. I want to believe that a lot... I'm, like, uh, Mulder over here. Like, I want to believe. Like, I want that this shit to be real. I want there to be some cool shit like that where some extra, uh, like, uh, extra normal, like, abilities and things like that. But, like... These studies, man, they're Bro, so ridiculous. Bro, have you ridiculous. seen The Boys? Do you understand what would happen if people had extra abilities? Like, no, it's not. It, it's not even that for me. It's like just the idea that uh, that we studied it seriously and that the studies were all flawed and we spent millions of dollars on it. It's just so ridiculous, dude. Um, so one one of the big names that would come out of this program in, in 1972. Um, was Yuri Geller. No, Yuri! <laughs> Mr. Spoon. I Ben Spoon. <laughs> no, you don't, and, James Randi. No, you fucking don't. No, you fucking don't. <laughs> and he was, um, he was considered to be, like, their, their, like, golden child, like, their, their star psychic. Steve, let me stop um, you right there. You might want to leave that at that for Yuri Geller, because he will sue the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, for, for a long time... Um, they didn't have um, in the Pokemon card game. They didn't have Kadabra. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> because Jesus Christ. Um, because he claims that Kadabra was like one of his his phrases. What? And, and, it, and I believe I believe he was like that. He used like he brought it into the popular culture. Why in like a wider way? Abracadabra that, is one word. That is a one. Abracadabra is one word. Like not, but, it's not just cadabra. It's abracadabra is a single word. But he, but for whatever reason, he claims that they could get away with abra, but they couldn't get away with cadabra until recently. He so, so he, he's a fucking idiot. So he <laughs> sued them, whoa, whoa, and they whoa, could. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So abra just goes to Alakazam. Uh, a complete mockery of, of evolution. Um, Out of control. This is unacceptable. But but because of Geller's um, successes. Um, uh, the Department of Defense um, sends a professor of psychology um, who works with them 
um, Ray Hyman. Uh, Forbes um, and Bardo. No. <laughs> he's he sent to um, he he was asked by an Air Force psychologist, Lieutenant Colonel um, Austin W. Uh, Kibler, um, to to look into them and, and evaluate it, um, specifically uh, to look into Geller. Um, and Hyman writes a report that essentially says that Geller is a is a fraud, um, and because of that. Um, Targan put off seek private funding for their research, and that's sort of around the time that Yuri Geller begins going on like um, late night TV shows. The Dick Cavett show. To become a, yeah, when he becomes a celebrity, because they need money, and, and they're sort of showing him off and trying to get funding. Because hmm. they're they're very convinced that like Geller is the real deal. Yeah, Geller, I, I, Geller sold himself really well in the seventies, and even like my dad used to talk about. Yuri Geller as being like the real deal and I'd be like no he wasn't dude come on isn't who's the guy that offers one million James Randi he died uh, last year rest in peace I love how you can you know exactly what I'm talking about before I even finish it I love well that. I'm a big I'm big into magic uh, magic and shit and he no that's what I'm saying like I love the fact that you can do that <laughs> I'm like who's the guy and you're like oh this guy oh yeah that, I had prep I had like uh, preempted <laughs> myself because I had already said his name so as soon as you said it I was like ah Jim Randy what, see it, what it, I did what, is Ryan is I remote viewed what was in <laughs> your head already so you already had the answer and I remote viewed. <laughs> And I saw James Randi's bloated corpse with a million dollars in it. But that was his thing, right? He would give a million dollars if anybody could prove to yeah. actually. He get, is yeah, fucking amazing. My favorite James Randi thing ever. It wasn't just that. It was any if you could do any uh, uncanny thing, and you could you could withstand the controls he puts up in his experiments, then he would give you a million dollars. And, and he's doing regular scientific controls, nothing insane, right? Uh, you can. All of it is public information, and you can actually view uh, some of the tests on YouTube. But you can also just like read about it and stuff. He's he did this one test. My favorite thing that he used to do is he would go on stage, and he would take like whatever the newest supplement was that year that was supposedly like some kind of great cure for everything, you know, like moringa mm-hmm. root or or whatever the fuck it is. And yeah. uh, he would take the whole bottle. He would just take the whole bottle of it, like at once. While he was okay. just talking to everybody. And essentially right. his thing was that if there was any active ingredient in this, if this did anything, it would have to be either prescription or uh, approved by the FDA. And because it's not, there's nothing in this. It's bullshit. And that was like one of his my favorite things that he used to do. Because, you know, everyone's like, oh, if you take apple cider vinegar every day, you can remote view the moon. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> your arthritis disappears. <laughs> fucking heart uh, rebuilds itself <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of the successes they they got in 1976 um was was one of the project's members um rosemary smith um who was recruited into the program um she she found like a lost soviet spy plane that had crashed in africa what um she was able to locate it um, I'm I'm not really sure of the the details of that, but again, this might be that she just got lucky. I mean, okay, so let's. She had to have gotten lucky. Like, there's no there's no argument against that, right? Like, she had to have gotten lucky because there's actually no such thing as remote viewing, right? Technically, that we know of. Right. Yeah, you, that's and, how I look at it too, dude. What you just said is basically defines my view of the whole thing, as far and, as we know. Okay. And and a lot of the stuff too goes into like. 
some of these remote viewers in these programs they claim that they found like alien bases on earth um and and one of them actually does though it's such like an inane name um because remember there was that thing about that the israeli government official who talked about like the the galactic federation or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah 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 it, in these in these sort of like um project stargate um papers which are all declassified by the cia now you can you can read them all um they they mention in one of them they mention a galactic federation like outpost or whatever um but, but that's just such like a generic name right like i imagine that the name galactic federation has been used in like thousands of sci-fi things um right since was, like the 30s or whatever yeah, probably like a throwaway term like sounds as, as a moth dropped spooky. at some point yeah, yeah. yeah. in 1977 the the army begins to get into it um when they they begin what's called the gondola wish program um which is to quote unquote evaluate potential adversary applications of remote viewing um this is formalized in mid-1978 um with an operational um program name of grill flame um, and they ba- <laughs> and they based it in um fort meade maryland operation grill flame brought to you by kingsford Coming out to you from Fort Meade, Maryland. <laughs> this is a this is a it's a clean burning flame. Uh, <laughs> brought to you by Old Bay. <laughs> Old Bay. If you have it on every meal, you can remote view more food. Um, the 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 project um, sort of set protocols down to to sort of like. Um, to have like a scientific control on this and to minimize um, sort of inaccuracy um, to, to sort of the readings and just sort of like to make it um, one more scientific and two more accurate. Um, and the term remote viewing actually comes uh, from this as sort of giving it like a shorthand name to, to like a clairvoyant experience. Okay. Right. Um, and, and like I said, um, Project Stargate doesn't get its name as Project Stargate until after the whole thing is shut down in 1995. Was Stargate... Yeah. No, 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 stop, stop right there, dude, before you ask that question. Think okay. about what he just said. When did it shut down? It shut down in... Yeah. 95. Yeah. It ran for almost two decades. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, was, I wasn't even 10 years old. This thing was still going on. Yeah. I was in seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck... <laughs> insanity they were were still checking out like how much milk money i had in my gray slacks at my catholic school (laughs) yeah steven i was that's exactly one dollars and 27 cents miss stella nine years old so yeah i was definitely 17 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches (laughs) and see um, my thing with this whole thing too is again to to poke at james randy is the U.S. government running an experiment like this is the best example of why the U.S. government should not run experiments like this. Like, no, they're not—they're not qualified to deal with people who are hucksters the way a magician was. Like, well, literally, James Randi's the entire art, like the whole Ricky Jay thing, is that magic is the art of deception, you know. And Yuri mm-hmm. Geller is a—he de- is a sleight of hand artist. That's now, what he old, is. Listen, I he, just want to interject. You're never going to catch him. 
doing anything. I just want want to interject one point. The only person who that rule does not apply to would be David Blaine because that man (laughs) has some very, very excellent, like, body control. He can do shit that it's, it's crazy, the shit that he can do. Yeah, but he's not new. Like, there, there, there have always been guys who could do those types of things. It's just that his popularity is very high. He's not yeah. – he is very gifted. Like, most people that are around right now would tell you that he's probably the greatest, like, overall illusionist. But, you know, he used to be a good card magician and all that kind of stuff too. I mean, he sells oh, – yeah. um, oh, yeah. as a person who like collects playing cards. Magic stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, but – Again, at the same time, if you ask the U.S. government to figure out how he's doing his tricks, they're not going to figure it out. <laughs> they're not going to figure it the fuck out. They well, need to hire guys that actually trick people, but they're not well, that smart. Steve, we'll, we'll, we'll get to why it's also a problem when we talk about the developments in the 80s. Okay. Um, but but it, it definitely goes into that whole bit of, of the prestige, the, the movie where That's they talk the about... That's the like, like, Yeah, but where he, where he says about... You, you're. You, you say you're looking for how the trick's done, um, but you won't find it because you aren't really looking because you want to be fooled. Exactly. Yeah, most people who, who look at magic, that's the first thing. You're complicit. You want to be fooled by the magician. I mean, why else would you watch a magician? Right, exactly. Um, so th- one of the things with Stargate as well is that um, they only use Stargate when all other like attempts have failed. Like if they use them to look for, say, that spy plane, it's only after they've they've like failed in every other aspect. It's just like, all right, like like almost like the police, like I mentioned before, when they bring in a psychic, it's yeah. like we got nothing. It's their hail like, mary. It's this case yeah. has gone cold for thirty years. Fuck it, let let yeah. Deborah the psychic in here. This is the doctor what, what coming got, in, <laughs> saying that we have a new experimental drug. You know, yeah. for your it's terminal that, it's condition. Hail mary. Two seconds left on the clock. That. You're doing it from your own ten. You're not going to score. Just, just. Um, and starting out um, at, at its peak, I would say I, I think it probably got up to this peak in the '80s. Um, they had 22 active um, military and civilian um, remote viewers working for the program, um, and then over time, as people left, they weren't replaced. Um, so by 1995, when the program was shut down, they only had three people working on the program. Um, one of the three people was utilizing tarot cards to do their readings. Uh. <laughs> what? And, right. and there was a general sense, too, that even though the army was doing this, that like most of the people in the army thought this was ridiculous and a waste of time and a waste of money. But it's also one of those things where they did it because they didn't want to have like a thing that they weren't putting money into and investigating that could work. Right. Because you don't know. That's the whole thing that they get you with. You don't know. So it might work. Sometimes there might be that one person who can actually look somehow through something into some weird space, right, and give you the information you need. In 1979, um, it, it was all integrated. Um, the, 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 the original SRI program was integrated into Growflame. Um, and it was all redesignated as the INSCOM um, Center Lane Project. That's it, a it, shitty name. Can we go back to Grill Flame, brought to you by Kingsford? <laughs> <laughs> and, and this this integration, um, the, the, the rename happened in 1983. The integration happens in 79. Okay. 
Um, and in in a 1980. Um, a general, um, a general Stubblebine um, comes into. <laughs> what is it? What is his name? Stubblebine. <laughs> These people's names are incredible. Okay, Stubblebine. <laughs> so Stubblebine, um, Albert Stubblebine um, is his full name. He comes in. He's a he's a major general, and he comes into control of this program. Um, and, and he's like a high ranking like army guy. Like he was involved in the invasion of Granada. So he is. He he's not just like some like. So my guy, they have in a closet somewhere. Like he's an actual, like he's, general he's that they give like general. real projects to. Right. Okay. Um, earlier in 1979, um, a lieutenant colonel named Jim Channon um, had had written the sort of like new age inspired um, guide to like making um, sort of what he referred to as like Jedi warriors. Um, and it was called the First Earth Battalion Field Manual. And it was just sort of like combining all the hippie crap from the late 70s and integrating it into like a military like unit where they're they're sort of bringing like like peace. What year was um, this? 1979. Like they're, they're, they carry loudspeakers that are blasting like messages of peace in the local language. They peace and love. Peace and love. After this date, I will not be signing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but they, um, Poor they, they use non-lethal, though. Though still, like, they're they're still using like martial arts and stuff like that. Um, but they're not they're not just like going in and like you know like Vietnam. They're not doing like Zippo raids. I'm sorry, what? But, like they're they're not going. Like the plan is not like you go into the village and you bring everybody out and you like detain them and like burn down their homes or whatever if they aren't cooperating like like the stuff they did in vietnam like okay. it, it's supposed to be like the exact opposite of that um but when this guy who who was sort of like he was a special forces guy i think this is his original background um but he he gets into like this new age stuff through like his martial arts background and i think also um from his like wife but it, he sort of laughed out about it but Stubblebine really likes it, and Stubblebine also sort of like buys into this stuff, hmm. um, and he he becomes a big proponent of um, psychic of psychic warfare, and he himself um, wanted to create like a breed of like psychic super soldiers. Um, and, and in his own words, he said like that to have the ability to like become invisible or to pass through walls. Um, and he's even said in an interview at one point. Um, he tried to run through the wall of his office, what? utilizing utilizing a technique that was created by one of these like new age people. Bro, all I can think about is that guy on the YouTube video who like dares people to run at him with his force field or some shit, and then that lady just fucking trucks his ass. <laughs> he's like on it, the beach and he's got the long ponytail and he's like I'm gonna put on my force field and you won't be able to touch me come on run at me and this lady who's like 65 she just fucking trucks him <laughs> and uh, he's laying on the beach and he can't breathe uh, a lot of this is a lot of this is like detailed in this very good book by John Ronson called The Men Who Stare at Goats yeah I've never um, seen that it, movie but I've heard the book's well, really good the movie is a dramatization of it, and you can actually see um, they they reenact the scene because this because this interview where he says like he ran he tried to run through the wall is from the interview in the book because he interviews all like he interviews Channon he interviews Ed Dames he interviews Stumblebine he interviews all these people and they all talk about it because it was all something they they believed in um, 
and and they what? show they they, all they have the scene it because they were sitting in their office and all of a sudden they just heard <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Oh, he just ran into the wall again. Well, that's that, that's the scene they have because he has because he's a general. He has like a private office. He like runs into his wall, and the secretary just sort of looks up from doing her paperwork when she hears like a bang into the wall. Um, Jesus Christ! Listen, not for nothing. I I want to work in that office. Holy shit! Wouldn't you though? Like, how fun would that be, man? That'd be like absolutely. My boss is running into the wall. You ever see the show Warehouse 13? You ever see that? No. Yeah. Uh, I would give up my whole life except my wife to go work there. <laughs> like, just just to know that that exists would be amazing. This is what these guys go... It's what goes through their heads. They're fucking lunatics. He he requires that all battalion commanders in, in his unit have to... They have to learn how to bend spoons. Like, that, that's what... That's like the Yuri Geller that. bit. He requires them to bend spoons. He himself also, in in addition to trying to go through walls, he also tries to levitate himself, and he also tries doing what's called cloud bursting, where you, where you like, psychically disperse clouds. What? 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 How many? Do we have, like, a document, like, that shows how many times he ran through walls and, like, what the level of success was. <laughs> also, he ever successfully ran through a wall. What if he had, like, he a tried. weak structure, like a, a poorly built, like, Section 8 home or something like are you, that? Are you saying he would become the shock, like, the shock master? Like, he would just run through a wall? Yes. Yes. Yes, he was the shock master. Can you uh, imagine having to be maintenance in that building? Like, fucker ran through the wall again. God damn! <laughs> I just well, what, what's it this day? plaster budget? What is that? Well, well, one of the things they would do too is um, that in a lot of like military um, training, when they're training like medics and stuff, a lot of time they use goats. Um, and the, and they use, use goats, goats for what? To for like medical like triage training, like they'll shoot a goat in the leg, and then you have to dress like field dress the goat. Wow! What? Yeah, and, and they would do that. Do they still and the do reason that? Why, and they the reason never, why they, it's... Listen, they never shot a goat in my paramedic class. Bro, you went <laughs> well, to the is, wrong This is paramedic. the army. This is also I mean, the army in, like, 1983. Oh, I thought you meant, like, but, now. I'm like, are you no, serious? No, but also, n- not for nothing, uh, one of my instructors, I won't say who he is, but he went hunting and brought brought the deer, the, the head, just the head in, so he could practice innovating on a deer head. Um, wow. That was a thing. That's crazy. <laughs> Welcome to but, the South, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The the reason why it, the book's called the Menusteric Goats is because they they were trying to psychically kill the goats by staring at them, um, <laughs> and and like because what one of the plot points in the movie, which is sort of like a dramatic sort of story based on the book where they change the names, is that one of the guys actually like a, a goat had a heart attack while he was doing it. So he was he was convinced that he actually like killed the goat. Stop it. Um and and there were other people too, like there was like a martial arts guy that they would bring in as one of the civilian contractors. Um and he also like I, I believe he's one of the ones that killed a goat by, by staring at it, which I think might have just, you know, like just caused the goat to have a heart attack or whatever, because it's a prey animal and you're you're staring it in the eyes like Yeah, right. but they just failed to mention the goat is eighty seven years old. <laughs> and and, and apparently, also, I think it, it was mentioned, uh, a hamster, he, he also psychically, allegedly killed. Um, Listen, I just want to point out that they were getting paid 
to sit and stare oh. menacingly at a goat. At, at the end of this program in 1995, the program's budget in its last years was $2 million. And there were three people working on the team, so you can kind of guess what their salaries were. They, they were wow. each being paid around $500,000 a year to, to work in this program. Wow. Wow. Um, hey, so you gotta, I, you got to make sure, dude. You know? You gotta make sure. <laughs> um, but in in 1983, um, Stumblebine is like a key leader in the invasion of Granada, as I mentioned, um, and and he's considered to be like like an up and coming like high ranking general. But what happens in 1984 is that the, the the existence of the program is is leaked to this reporter named Jack Anderson, um, and. It, it was like sort of reviewed that year by the National Academy of Sciences uh, National Research Council, um, and, and they they looked at it unfavorably. Like they they said this is all like like garbage and a waste of time, pretty much. Oh, you don't say. Um, so so while all this is going on, um, Stubblebine is is forced to go into an early retirement in 1984. Um, but one of the other reasons why this also put, um, happened is because a lot of these like psychics, these these civilians who haven't been um, been cleared to work on secret projects, um, go, going through like all the the background checks they have in these secret facilities, mm -hmm. um, they're telling people about what they're doing there, um, and so that's like considered a security breach. Does and that stumble also consider breaking the law too? Like, can't you get arrested for that? Well, it, it, if you're if you're not under if you have if you're not if you under the agreement clearance if you have clearance right and you start divulging well no that's that's what i'm saying ryan they don't have clearance oh you're, you're just letting like yuri geller just walk into like area 51 is essentially what i'm saying like you're just Jesus. like giving him the tour nah. um, <laughs> not 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 that they're like not not that they probably like found anything like useful or, or saw anything that would like be a national like security risk yeah. it's just the fact that he's bringing in these like these yahoos who think they can like blow up clouds with their minds um, <laughs> in, into, into secret facilities um, and and allegedly um at a at a sort of gala at a formal army gala um stumblebine um might have possibly offended the army chief of staff at that time um john adams wickham jr um the, the ranking general, in, in, like the highest ranking general in the U.S. Army at that time, um, by offering to perform um, spend, uh, spoon bending at that time. Okay. Um, and so Wickham is a hardcore evan uh, uh, evangelical, and he views things like spoon bending as a form of Satanism. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so that, that might have also led to the program, like, Stubblebine being removed because he upset... Um, the the highest ranking general in the army who also happens to be you know a Bible beater. Jesus Christ! Why do we let such irrational people rise the ranks and run our government? We don't. This guy believed Satan was a real person. No, hell was a real place. No, that's, no, no, that's no, no, irrational. No, no. I said we don't. Not to I mean, mention, not to mention, he's a military figure, so they don't get voted for. Well, yeah, usually if you're if you're a general, allow it to happen though. You're, like his his beliefs and like him him being like a, a hardcore Christian doesn't really like affect his ability to become a general because it, as long as it doesn't like come out in his in his um, work. Yeah, don't ask me uh, to tell. And 
<laughs> and like just the fact that if you're, I don't think that's what general, that was about. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was about right. Yeah, don't ask, don't about tell us about religion. Bending. I don't need don't, to know. Don't ask about fucking. I don't Catholic, need to know. I, tell you. I don't need to know if you're a gay Christian spoonbender. I don't know. <laughs> That's not, don't that's answer what that I'm question. Gonna, that's what I'm going to name the episode, by the way. Gay Christian Spoonbender. Please do it. No, <laughs> no. Um, Stubblebine is eventually replaced um, by Major General Harry Soyster, who's a more traditional um, intelligence officer. Stumblebine replaced Harry, by Soy Boy. Harry, yeah, so- Harry Soyster. Soy Sauce? Soy Faster. <laughs> um, Harry Soy Sauce, gotcha. Uh. And... So though Soyster um, is is like he's not a fan of the program. He sort of strikes me as one of those like those like guys from like a sitcom about like the military where he's like the commanding officer, but he hates the unit and wants it disbanded. Like like he's not a fan of it, but he still commands the unit until 1995. If you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, I'm assuming yeah that this person's like a Madeline Wunsch. <laughs> Do you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? Uh, we I watched the first couple seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen the first couple. That's that's who I would say he is. He 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 runs it all, but he wants to disband it. Yeah. <laughs> in in 1991, um, the program is is transferred to the um, Science Applications International um, Corporation um, from SRI, and a, a man by the name of Edwin May controls seventy percent of the the contractor funds and eighty five percent of its data. Um, and and it was given the the status of be the security status of being a special access program um, with limited dissemination um, abilities, um, and that's when it was given the name um, Stargate. Uh, the, the Stargate name it's given is two words, and the final one it's given Project Stargate is one word, like the TV show slash movie. Mm. What year did Stargate debut? The uh, the program or the TV show? The TV, the movie was in 1994. Yeah, I remember that. I have the actual. Uh, you know what I got? I got it at a uh, book fair, one of those Scholastic book fairs. I got the Stargate oh. book. But there was the book of the movie that had like the the picture insert in the middle. That's why I bought so, it because it had pictures from the actual movie inside the middle does, of the book. Does Does the Stargate? TV show slash movie have anything to do with Project Star? Not, I, I, I don't mean like, I just mean like in their cinematic <clears throat> universes. Does one like? No. Is it based on the real thing in any way, shape, or form? No. No, it's it's just that that that, that space hoop that they. <laughs> they <jump into> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we didn't really make a space hoop, is what I'm asking. <laughs> well, we made a space there... hoop, but nobody knows about it. You just gotta. Oh yeah. Shh. It's under the Denver airport. Sorry. That's <laughs> that Denver that's project... fucking airport is amazing. <laughs> that that's Project Pool Noodle. And <laughs> uh, Project in the, in the Pool movie... Noodle will sell pool noodles that have particles in them for remote viewers to thousands of unwitting Americans at gas stations. <laughs> Because you can get ten pool noodles for two dollars. These pool noodles, when they touch pool water, they will attract midichlorian particles. Isn't that from Star Wars? Shut up, Jim. All right. <laughs> I was going to say the, the the Stargate in the movie and the TV show is actually in the Cheyenne Mountain facility. That that big like mountain 
nuclear command center that's in Colorado. Right. Um, so, so it is pretty close to the Denver airport. <laughs> the Denver airport, man. Listen, somebody's got to check that shit out. The, dude, there's definitely some conspiracy theories about it. So, um, so in, in 1995, um, the, the defense appropriations bill for that year directed the program to be transferred um, to the CIA for oversight. Um, the, the CIA commissions a report by the American Institutes for Research, um, and they, they found that like remote viewing couldn't be proved, um, and that for that reason, it had not been actually used operationally. Like Since you couldn't prove it existed or worked, you can't say that it was used um, operationally. And the CIA um, decides that they're going to cancel and declassify the program. Aww. No, that's good for us. That's why we know about it. You mean it. they can't make $500,000 a, a fucking year just to sit around with thumbs up their ass and oh, just uh, try to oh, spoons? The, the people who, who worked on the reports um, were, were primarily um, a, a researcher named Jessica Utz and... Also, from, from before in the 70s, Ray Hyman, the one that said that Yuri Geller was a fraud. <laughs> Ray Hyman. <laughs> uh, one of us was going to do it. <laughs> Some people find this um, somewhat suspect because, um, because Oots, um, she, had, um, she had published papers with, um, with Edwin May. Because remember, Oots May was one of, the, um, one of the directors of the program. Um, and so they thought that she might be impartial for that. Um, and what she claims in her report is that though, while she, that there were results of, um, of psychic abilities being used, um, but, but Hyman, um, argued sort of against that, um, and that, and that she was incorrect in saying that ESP had been proven to exist, um, because it was, um, she said her that? findings were, yeah, she said that she believes it because, but remember she had worked with. Um, the guy who was like the head of the program in like the seventies, Edwin uh, May. Okay, so she had. So, so she's she's suspect. She wants to Mad believe. Sus. Right. Like I said, and, and, sus. And then so so Hyman says that like well she's she's being a little premature, um, and and she's not she's not following like enough rigor because he says that they haven't been able to independently replicate the results. Um, and Hyman's. Um, conclusion is, quote-unquote, psychologists such as myself who study subjective validation find nothing striking or surprising in the reported matching of reports against targets in the Stargate data. The overwhelming amount of data generated by the viewers is vague, general, and way off target. The few apparent hits are just what we would expect if nothing other than reasonable guessing and subjective validation are operating. Yeah, it's, it's the broken clock. It's broken clocks right twice a day. And, and Utz um, also concluded, quote-unquote, no one who has examined all of the data across laboratories taken as a collective whole has been able to suggest metho methodological or statistical problems to explain the ever-increasing inconsistent results to date. So Utz is trying to say, hey, listen, you can't explain why we got one out of six million attempts correct. You can't explain that one, right? Yeah, and she, she's saying it's becoming more accurate. Um, yeah, but listen. again, God damn it. but but again, it's wondering like if it's becoming more accurate because the the people who are doing the readings are being led more, or are they becoming more accurate because they're they're getting better at like at guessing? I'm sorry. Listen, one in one thousand is really shitty. And yes, while 
two in 1,000 is a better, quote-unquote, like, statistically, it still doesn't mean you're even close to even correct a little bit. Like, what? Right. Oh, oh, um, it's ever-increasing and consistent results. Lady, you got two right as opposed to one. Like, I don't... Okay, whatever. <laughs> the... Um, a, a later report by the American Institutes look, for Research. Look, Ryan, look, if you don't understand it, I just want you to look into hydrochloroquine because it cures COVID. <laughs> it cures okay. COVID. It cures everything. Listen, yeah, I had COVID, somebody right. at work who legitimately, without even batting an eye with a straight face, asked if we had hydrochloroquine in the building and if we could give them hydrochloroquine. This was probably two or three months ago. Oh, my God. I, I, I just... I, no. We don't stock that medication. Thank you. Oh my god. Um, so Joe Nickel for the for the AI AIR. Joey Nichols. Um, Joey he, Ni- Joey Nichols. Joey Nichols. Tommy Dimes. They're gonna come see. Also came <laughs> to a, a negative conclusion, like Hyman saying, "quote unquote." Other evaluators, two psychologists for AIR. Um, assess the potential intelligence gathering usefulness of remote viewing. They concluded that the alleged psychic technique was of dubious value and lacked the concreteness and reliability necessary for it to be used as a basis for making decisions or taking action. The final report found, um, quote-unquote, reasons to suspect that in, quote-unquote, some well-publicized cases of dramatic hits, um, the remote viewers might have had, quote-unquote, substantially more background information that might otherwise be apparent. Hey, listen, so we're trying to locate this down Soviet spy jet. Um, so they, they, they shot the jet down. Last known area is uh, this exact address at these GPS coordinates. Can you can you use remote viewing and tell us, uh, where is this jet? Like, what? <laughs> I'm giving you all the information you need. Tell me where is this jet at? It's somewhere. The jet went down in Yosemite. Can you tell us? Oh, I see trees. That's exactly. Rocks. You just said it. That's kind of how. And a geyser. It, that's kind of how their their studies went. They would be like they would just give very vague, like things like that. You know, I see a lot yeah. of brown and a building. You know, it's like uh, okay. I see water and a geyser. They, like yes, they would. Told you Yellowstone. Sounds Keep like going. you're in the desert, honey. <laughs> <laughs> if you. If you look at um, some of the declassified papers, they also have their drawings where they would like draw like layouts of like bases, but they're like very crude drawings. Like, like almost, they almost look like a child drew them. Like they're not detailed. They're just sort of like, all right, there's a box up here. There's planes down here. (laughs) So ridiculous. I just, I could see, I could see piles of shit every, uh, sir, you're in Cincinnati. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and 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 according and according to the report that um air did of their their like their review report um that they found that no remote viewing had ever given actionable or um information for an intelligence operation meaning that like no no information that was given to them that was like this like this is like dead on like, like you've you've like cracked the code type deal. Basically, this shit don't work, bro. Exactly, that's exactly what they're saying. This shit don't um, work, bro. <laughs> when when the CIA terminated the project, um, the the entire budget for the project, not just the the section with the um, psychics, was twenty million dollars. Um, and they um, 
they they cited you know a lack of documented evidence that the pro uh, that the program had any like real valuable in, in intelligence gathering. Um, and Time Magazine reported in 1995 that the three full-time psychics that were still with the program in 1995 were being paid $500,000 a year um, uh, working out of Fort Meade. Good lord. That's just so <sighs> crazy, dude. That's so crazy. Um, uh, an analysis, uh, like a psycho, uh, psychologist, David Marks, who analyzes psychics, um, in his book, The Psychology of the Psychic, which was published in 2000, um, he discussed the flaws of the program. Um, he wrote that there were six negative features of the experiments. Um, <laughs> that just they didn't. Six? I knew. Six? I was waiting for Ryan to say, like, That's it? are you sure it was just six? <laughs> well, these you're, are like. You're from, checking from out just fucking like a... goddamn Miss Cleo. You better find more than fucking six reasons that these experiments got fucked. What? I have well, to, I well, have to their, repeat their base methodology. I have to repeat okay. the Miss Cleo joke, which is, uh, or the Dion Warwick, the Psychic Friends Network. Like, I forget which comedian <laughs> said it. It was just like she. They went. They went bankrupt. How did she not see that coming? It's <laughs> just so good every time. Got him. Got him. Didn't she die too? Like R.I.P. I mean, we all died. Yeah, she huh? died a while ago, but she was a scammer. <laughs> that's what i'm naming the episode she died a while ago but she was a scammer anyway <laughs> uh they didn't rule out um the use of cues or, or sensory leakage um to to aid the um the the psychics um there was no independent replication which had been mentioned before um and, and some of the experiments were conducted um in in secret, so they couldn't actually do any like peer review um, of the the projects. You don't even have to. You could listen. You could peer review it by calling these assholes and be like, "Hey, what color shirt am I wearing right now?" Um, he he points <laughs> out that um, that Edwin May, being a judge for the program and being the the principal investigator, um, was also very suspect because you know he he wants it to happen, so he could also collude with the psychics and and help them. Exactly. Oh. Uh, and that he he says that the project was he describes the project as a quote unquote subjective delusion. Yeah. Um, because after two decades of research, they don't actually have any scientific evidence that these psychic powers exist. <sighs> but you gotta you you know you gotta look into it. I mean, you gotta make sure. Um, <laughs> there is there is a there's a report written um, an executive summary of sort of the shutting down of. Um, the Stargate Project, which you can read. Um, it, it's available online. It's classified. And the title of it is An Evaluation of Remote Viewing Research and Applications, which was published by the American Institutes for Research on September 29th, 1995. Um, and, and this is sort of their conclusion um, on, on the shutting down of the, the program. The foregoing observations provide a compelling argument against continuation of the program within the intelligence community. Even though a statistically significant effect has been observed in the laboratory, it remains unclear whether the existence of a paranormal phenomenon, remote viewing, has been demonstrated. The laboratory studies do not provide evidence regarding the origins or nature of the phenomenon, assuming it exists, nor do they address an important methodological issue of inner judge reliability. Further, if it could be demonstrated unequivocally that a paranormal phenomenon occurs under the conditions present in the laboratory paradigm, 
These conditions have limited uh, um, applicability and utility for intelligence gathering operations. For example, the nature of remote, <laughs> remote viewing targets are vastly dissimilar, as are the specific tasks required of the remote viewers. Most importantly, the information provided by remote viewing is vague and ambiguous, making it difficult, if not impossible, for the technique to yield information of sufficient quality and accuracy of information for actionable intelligence. Thus, we conclude that continued use of remote viewing in intelligence gathering operations is not warranted. Let me now, now let me just go back and sum that up, ready? <clears throat> the foregoing <throat> observations provide a compelling argument because this shit is dumb. Nothing has been proven. Further, furthermore, <clears throat> even if we can demonstrate it, it's stupid as shit. I can't believe we're wasting money on this. Thank you. Ryan, just imagine, right? If you were going to, like... Taco Bell, right? Because you had Taco Bell tonight. If you're going to Taco Bell, right? Yeah. And you wanted to know the information that apparently nacho fries are back, and you Wait, wanted, to, yeah, apparently, and you wanted to know, what? That, yeah, and you wanted to know that, right? But you weren't sure if they were out of nacho fries. You could check that shit out from the comfort of your living room. It's not a, uh, it's not a waste of money, dude. Yeah, it's if, called if they could Taco figure Bell it out, is what it's called. If they could. Fi- <laughs> This is my remote viewing app. My remote viewing app shows that they're out of fries at the recent Taco Bell, but they have some over here. Watch me. me. Wait, wait. Watch me remote view right now. Uh, Taco Bell currently having a special on. Watch me remote view. Hey, Siri. What's the weather in New Jersey? Uh, She actually just responded. Ah, <laughs> oh, shut up, Siri. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Oh, my watch was responding. And and I also I, I also sort of gave the example before of like Ingo Swan, where he's just like purposely editing um, his past like uh, descriptions of readings to make them more accurate. <laughs> like for instance, he said there was like a thirty thousand foot mountain on um, Saturn. True. Um, <laughs> I've seen I've seen it, all right? I've remote he, viewed it. And he oh, also described room. sand, but there isn't sand on Saturn cuz Saturn's like a gas giant. I'm going to like skip the I'm going to like the cut out the last part of what you just said so it sounds like this. He also described sand, but there isn't sand. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sand. Use your editing for good, not evil. No, I'm trying to help Ingo Swan out. I mean, actually, I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to help you out by editing. I'm trying to help everybody. By editing. Uh, I just want to let you know that earlier I drew the tarot card, uh, because you mentioned tarot cards. I drew one for this episode, and it came out as giving or receiving help. (laughs) Six of of pentacles. Was it was it me in a hot air balloon flying into power lines? No, that's that's not part of the Rider Wade Tarot, bro. So that's that's part of the DLC. Uh, yeah, you need the yeah. DLC for it. That's that's in the first expansion. Oh, man. Um, so by the time the program had been shut down, they had done um, several hundred um, projects involving thousands of remote viewing um, sessions. Um, and a lot of the times that they said that they succeeded, um, they, they called these sessions um, eight martini results. Um, yeah, cause you're because you're drunk to believe it. Well, no, because they <laughs> said that they, they taxed their minds so much to find this information, they had to drink eight martinis to recover from it. What? 
Not how. <sighs> that's the psychic juice. Mm. Psychic juice. That's the um, that's the ether potions for the. I really uh, wish I hadn't uh, psychic. I really wish I didn't mute my mic earlier because now would be the time where I uh, crack my my next beer. Mm-hmm. And this is the podcast juice. Podcast juice. Um. <laughs> So you have some people who like come out like for instance there's this guy named um, Joe uh, McMonagall um, who who claims to have worked in this project I, I don't know if it's been confirmed if he actually did um, but but he he was a retired um, special project intelligence officer um, and he claimed that he was given the Legion of Merit um, for identifying up to 150 targets um, in the Stargate project but none of this can be verified from from other sources. Right, it can only be verified like with the, Stargate sources. This is like the Frank Dukes, like yeah, like level grifter. Right, like these, like look, we Ed, took Ed we Dames t- is one of these guys. We took Ed Dames and we dropped him off, and he asked us to do this. He, we dropped him off in the woods with a bag, and he said, "Come back in ten days." And uh, wait, wait, isn't? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Wasn't Ed? Isn't? I feel like he's on coast to coast, isn't he? Oh fuck yeah, he's yeah, on dude. coast to coast. He's like a mainstay of. Ard Bell had him on like. A hundred billion times, dude. Okay, I just want to make sure, because that was where I feel like that, that name rang a bell. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, you nailed it. Yep. But, but he was it, going it, into the woods and what? No, no, no. That was what... That's the story about Frank Dukes when... From Kickboxer, when he... Uh, no, from Bloodsport. Bloodsport. I always fucking do that. But, uh, you know, because those <laughs> were the, the two movies. Movie, it's the same yeah. movie, basically. But that's the idea, is that the story is that, like, one of his friends, when he said he won this kumite, he, like, dropped him off in the woods somewhere, and... Uh, and he came back, and he had a trophy. <laughs> came back to pick him up in like ten days, and he just had this big trophy, and it's a World Kumite champion. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's such a schmuck. <laughs> it's the worst, dude. Uh. Jesus <laughs> Christ! World Kumite in, champion, Ryan. In in the oh. movie um, version of the Minister at Goats. Um, it, they, they say they don't say it is him because I, I don't think they wanted him to like sue them, but essentially the bad guy of the movie is um, Ed Dames, because um, and and he's a character played by Kevin Spacey oh. who uses um, who uses these psychic abilities for um, for evil, because um, one of the things about the Menusteric Goats, which is somewhat um, sort of unrelated to the Stargate project, is that they started like reactivating some of these people and um just just sort of getting consulting from them involving um remote viewing post 9-11 okay and and so like in the movie version um the ed dames character is the one who like who like jumps in with the military and is all about you know like like using using the psychic powers in the in the like Iraq War, whereas like Kevin Space or um, not Kevin Spacey, um, the dude. Oh, uh, ugh. I can't think of his name now. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. <clears throat> Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeff Jeff Bridges plays his. Um, he plays Channon, and and he's supposed to be like the the white side, like the good guy. Oh, okay. Because like. Because like the Ed Dames character, he's the one who wants to like kill goats, um, whereas like um, George Clooney's character, who's like a veteran of it, he's he's one of the guys in it who had killed a goat using his mind, and he's like 
mentally like broken by it because he he took the life of a goat I'm so, like what? he has like he what? almost has like ptsd from from taking the life of another with his mind what what, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah it's actually oh, a decent God. movie it's a very good book though I, I definitely recommend the book okay i'll have to check out the book i could just um, i can't get the idea out of my mind just standing in a field and just like aggressively staring um, at a fucking goat for all day long and getting paid for it. In, um, in, in 1974, um, one of the remote viewers, um, they, they, these are some of like the, the stories that sort of like come out of the program and like alleged successes. Um, they, they alleged to have, um, correctly described an airfield, um, in, in Russia, that was a, a major nuclear testing area. There's um, snow and there's, there's a runway hangers yeah i see it but but most of the but most of the data they gave um it turned out to be um incorrect actually um, ma'am there's nothing there it's a wheat farm yeah this guy uh lisinopril tobolrone is working there <laughs> um the the one that the the woman who found the the soviet spy plane uh, when she found it um it was like around she was off by several miles Okay, several. How many is several? Is it like, hey, she said it was around Disney World, but it was actually by UF? Several? Or was it I, like, hey, it was supposed to be by Splash Mountain, and it's actually by, it's a small world? Well, that's that's much less than several miles. I, I don't know if you've been to Disney World lately, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, was it actually by Universal? Uh, there we go. Yeah, the distance between there. Yeah, like... I, I would say that, that it was probably just a very good educated guess. Well, that's pretty much all it is, because there's no such thing as yeah. a um, and, and again, you know, they exactly, found, like, um, submarines. Um, one of them, because um, remember when we talked about uh, Iran-Contra, we talked about um, they, um, the, the colonel who had been um, kidnapped in Lebanon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they they said, um, and they said that um, they they believe he might have been in the building that the psychic claimed he was in, but it was it was also like one of those things where like it, it was pretty much a good guess he was in there, like it was one building in the area. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say he's in there. Um, another kidnapping they were involved in was there was a um. A man was um, kidnapped, an American, James L. Uh, Dozier. He was kidnapped by uh, a communist terrorist group in Italy in 1981. Um, but he was, um, but but the Italian police um, had rescued him after 42 days without the help of the psychics. But the psychics were billed in the news um, as being uh, U.S. State and Defense Department specialists who had helped. Um, but 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 it's also believed that this help was probably um, electronic surveillance. Um, teams as opposed to the psychics. No, they totally were helping. They were sitting there on the sidelines, like he, he's in Italy. Some he's eating pasta. Like what? It's just um, it's just they, so ridiculous because some people don't need the evidence. Like they're just okay with just saying that that's what it was. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. And, my God. Um, in in nineteen eighty nine, they had been asked to find Libya's uh, chemical weapons. It's in the desert. I see sand. Um, again, this is another one. Um, they they did. They, they weren't able to find it. 
I see palm trees. I see sand. I see Momar Gaddafi's female ninjas. I see I see a dress. No, that's that's, that's not a, a dress. Not it's dressing. a long a long sort Flowing. of Have you ever seen Lawrence of Arabia? It's a garment. It's like and this man has on an an odd hat. It's just an odd hat with a black like rope tied around it. <laughs> um, find the orange and, julius uh, in the mall i see a second floor i see a stand it's not it's not a store it's a freestanding <laughs> i see i see a fruit i see a fruit I, hang on hang on is hang it on. A, is, a is, stand? It, is it it's a banana holy no, shit no, no, you guys you know what i just found out hold there's on, no orange <laughs> in the orange julius and there's no julius i don't see it's any actually... of them <laughs> We might possibly have a kiosk. I repeat, a kiosk. <laughs> uh, um, Listen, there, if anybody is psychic, email me and tell me where to find a PlayStation 5 if you're psychic. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, they, they had also looked for um, Saddam during the Gulf War, um, though it was never confirmed if they were if they had actually like successfully like located where he was you know steve and i were just um, talking about this in reference to warhammer uh but if you were like legitimately psychic you would be so powerful you wouldn't tell a soul you wouldn't smart. need to tell a soul <laughs> no 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 you'd because see you'd them tell people and they find out hey you really are psychic you are getting black bagged by the government, and they will take you no. and figure out. No, what you're not, because you you can see them every step of the way. You know what's going to happen. Ooh, you see what I'm saying? Shit. Like Good you're uh, you're impossible to catch. Not only that, you know everything. Your um, psychic power implies omniscience at some level. You know. Well, uh, well, Steve, you're you're essentially describing the the plot of the Stephen King novel slash film uh, Firestarter. Oh, I've never seen it. Which oh, is man, which that's is a great book. I'll check it out. Which is like the inspiration for Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Which is essentially what you're describing is Stranger Things, where she's on the run from the the government, and, and it's sort of like the experiments like they have. Actually, in like yeah, Stranger that, Things. That's true. That's that is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. That that that's what they like. That that's what people like when they imagine the Stargate project. Like the people who want to believe it, they believe that. Where you know she's got the thing on her head and she's like crushing a can. Or like in Firestarter, they have pretty much the same scene where she sets something on fire using her mind. Like that's what they view it as. Like where they're like, go find this like this Russian general, and they like send her to find the Russian general or whatever psychically. Like that's what they imagine this project is. Instead of like Ed Dames like sitting in a room, like holding his head, saying like I'm seeing I'm seeing trees. Right. I'm seeing sand. <laughs> right. Exactly. He's in Moscow. I'm seeing I'm I'm seeing snow. Um, it's cold. Uh, every what, what is it? Is, are those onions on Wait, top of? On you're top, telling me this snow towers? is not hot? Holy shit! <laughs> the guy's like furiously writing all this down. Uh, write it down. Write it down. The corner smoking. He doesn't say anything. He's just writing. It's that it all Art down. Bell like <laughs> black turtleneck smoking scene. You know that, that he's always got that photo. <laughs> nods. Yeah. Nods off to the guy uh, go ahead, um, call who's, who's who's commanding it. Like he's just like. Yeah, keep going. Got, this is good stuff. Keep it coming. Just that, just that seed from Apocalypse Now, where like in the in the hotel room, where there's just that guy in the corner that doesn't talk that you know is with the CIA. <laughs> that guy's a spook over there. 
he he doesn't talk until like he he's the guy that says you know to kill him with extreme prejudice. <laughs> um, oh, and um, they they also were tasked with finding um, North Korea's plutonium stockpile in 1994. Um, they were spoiler alert. They didn't they, find it. They were unsuccessful, and they were also um, tasked with finding other sort of uh, weapon caches that could be used um, like that. But they were also unsuccessful. Jeez. Surprising nobody. And that is Project Stargate. That is incredible that we spent $2 million a year for how long? 30 years? Oh, no, they spent $20 million a year. Oh, my God. Yeah, Ryan. Throw open your cereal now, buddy. Uh, this reminds me of the F-35. Like, why are you throwing money at a jet that can't fly in the fucking rain? Please, just scrap or, it. It's done. Or at night. Couldn't fly at night. That was the other thing that it did. Wait, it well, couldn't fly at night? Apparently, yeah. Apparently it could not it's, fly at it's, night. It's, it's not just the United States. It's also, like, 20 other nations who are involved in it. So it's also you, something to keep in mind. It's not just the United States wasting this. It's... Just the military-industrial complex of NATO. Can you imagine the balls on fucking Lockheed Martin or Northrop Grumman or Raytheon, whoever the fuck makes this jet, to be like, yes, listen, we have the pinnacle of military technology. Well... This jet, this jet can do things that you can only dream of. Little hiccup, can't fly in the rain, (laughs) or at night. (laughs) Other than that, listen, this is the future this Look, is huge. And, as and long let me tell you something. Or in the rain. You can never lose one of these jets because every jet comes with a free remote viewer. And he's going to tell you exactly where the jet ends up. Better than Lojack. Yeah. It's, it's like a Lojack. Low yeah. We're Lojacking we these. We call it a hijack. Yeah. He's hijacking it. Okay. Speaking of hijack. Look, and for an extra million dollars, for an extra cool million, we'll make sure Yuri Geller doesn't bend any of the parts of the airplane. Okay. <laughs> We have a special agreement with Israel. They're gonna, they're gonna do He's it. He's gonna stay away um, from everything. One, of, one <laughs> of the reasons why the F thirty five is such like an abomination is is also because there are so many parties involved in it, and that they have to keep on changing and adding things to the aircraft to appease them. Like for instance, it had to have the ability to vertically take off for the Marine Corps to adopt it as their as their jet. Like a man. So they had to add in that feature. Oh my God. All I see is like the Simpsons car that Homer designed, but if it was yeah. designed by hundreds of people, to be like, I need this, I need that, it, I need a cup holder. Like, what? it is, it what? is definitely the Homer. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Oh my God. All right, and with that, so, I'm gonna go remote view some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you remote viewing later, guys. All right. Later. Bye. Bye.